What's good, everyone? Welcome to the Filipinos of Montreal podcast, Filipino Heritage Month series. This is Terry. I'm Eric. And this is Shari. And on today's episode, I'd like to welcome a good friend of mine, Karen Bakuran. Did, did I say that right, Karen? Oh, my. No. no. Oh my <laughs> That's going to be part of a re-edit, so. <laughs> no, don't worry. Everybody, everybody butchers it. It's all good. It's pretty good. Oh, that was question number one. Question yeah. number one. Yeah, I should have asked that. <laughs> Karen, how have you been? How have you keeping yourself balanced the last couple of months? Uh, I have just been present in it. That's it. I'm Yo, present. I love That's that. That's it. Yeah. Live, live for every moment. So <laughs> I like to open each episode with a random question. I'm curious as to where everybody would like to travel to next when we're allowed to move around again. Well, I would go where my girlfriend lives. So, so South Jersey. I'm waiting for those borders to open. So that's where <laughs> it's going to be. <laughs> I, I still haven't been to Hawaii. I just want to experience the vibes there to see, yes. to see how it is. Yes. Um, have you been, Karen? To Hawaii? No, that's one of the list of things to go, like places to go. <laughs> There's so much places to go. So yeah, oh, that's yeah. one of them. That's on the top list for sure. <laughs> Shari, Eric, how about you guys? So a couple of years ago, my sister and I were talking about going to the Philippines to have like a reunion with uh, our family there and our family in California. So I'll say the Philippines, actually. <laughs> <laughs> what about you, Shari? Oof, um, yeah. I just want to go to the Louvre. Oh. That's it. Mm. Mm. Here I am saying South Jersey like I'm cool. That's cool though. It's, it's so cool. Like Somebody yeah. you love is there, so that's still home for you, exactly. right? So exactly. yeah, that's so. And not, and not just Jersey, like South Jersey. It's South, South Jersey. Jersey. <laughs> no? Yo, Karen, thanks again for joining us. So we're here okay. to explore your experiences uh, coming up in Montreal, and how it was for you. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Coming up in Montreal, well. Let's go back to childhood. That was really difficult. My whole mm -hmm. life has been um, one trauma after another. And yeah. yeah, I'm just thinking about like how much I've gone through in a sense that I've had to heal myself and all the core wounds. So I mean, like growing up in a Filipino family had its difficulties because my parents were full-time. My dad had two jobs. My mom had her full-time job. We were raised mm -hmm. by my grandparents who were born in the early 1900s. So, you know, that's... <laughs> For real and you know a lot of neglect in the sense that you know my parents also had a social life you know they're part of the community they kind of dragged us along everywhere to church and things like that you know we were the kids in the coat rack like those kids like who were like where the <laughs> coats were at three o'clock in the morning you know and so I mean like I was immersed in the culture and immediately okay. felt very disconnected from it because that's not I, I never felt it in my heart, that connection to it. And I questioned it for a very long time from that age, like really young. Okay. Like, why am I here? Who, like, where, where do I fit here? Because I remember they used to participate in Pistis and Ions. My sisters used to do it. My mom would ask me and I'm like, hell no. Mm -hmm. Like, not for me. Um, do you want to join the choir? I did it because I had to, not because I wanted to had to go to church like everybody else sit down stand up like I didn't understand why there was a man telling me what to do mm -hmm. you know like really like natural rebel at heart I mm -hmm. just had to I questioned everything and I was just like you know and you know being a very sensitive child I didn't know I was a sensitive child okay but like feeling anxiety all the time around me getting like um you know having to be in 
you know, surrounded by so many people and not understanding why I'm getting anxious when I'm just absorbing other people's energies all the yeah, time. Yeah. And I mean, like I learned now that I'm an empath. So, I mean, understanding what that is, you know, it is a gift in disguise when you know how to, when you understand what that is. So I, you know, and it, and it actually helps because like people, like when they're feeling pain, I can feel it and I can ask them, you know, is everything all right? And they kind of get scared. Like my nickname at work is the witch because <laughs> I know when stuff's happening, like I could feel it. So anyway, um, yeah, I've been feeling like, like in the culture itself. I mean, I did have Filipino friends in high school, mm -hmm. but kind of stayed away because I couldn't stand the drama. Like there was just okay. so much drama, you know, there was always that. And I was so turned off that I ended up, everybody went to Dawson and I decided, you know what, I'm going to Champlain, which is where I met you. Yeah. So I was just like, I can't, I have to get away. I got to go where the white people are, you know, like go that way. <laughs> and it was isolating at first, but yeah. And then I just got out of it completely. Uh, met my my now ex-husband you know and got into that he's Italian so I mean like I was just in that side mm -hmm. completely out of the whole Filipino stuff because I just couldn't anything about them I was just like no thank you okay. I don't want to be part of it it was so judgmental I felt very um yeah especially in high school I was looked at as the um <sighs> the bad you know the bad influence okay okay kind of kid but then eventually everyone started to like me because I went through the path, uh, the Filipino path, well, eventually when I lost myself. But that's the thing. I felt but, like you stepped away to kind of strive for your own authenticity, right? Yes. But then I eventually ended up on the path because my core wounds are in abandonment and in emotional neglect. So I was searching for that validation from my parents without even realizing conscious unconsciously that okay. I, that's what i was doing so i ended up going through the path you know you got to go to school get mm -hmm. a really good job a secure job you know they really stress security mm -hmm. because you know if you late they really put that lack paradigm in deeply ingrained in a lot of filipinos if you don't notice that because we got to work hard for your money you got to work yeah. hard for all the things that you want and None of that is true, actually, that I've learned in the process of my awakening. Um, but I understand, you know, like, as a sensitive child, like I said, I all I wanted was my parents. And they couldn't give me that because they were working so hard to give us things that they couldn't have. So, you know, on the contrary, there's that hard work. And then there's the part of you that knows as a child, I don't want that. I want you. Okay. So... How old were you when you recognized that? Because I feel like you developed that, that sense of awareness at a very young age. I was very young. I was under five. What? Wow. Yeah. Wow. But uh, yeah, like you mentioned earlier, you're an empath. And I, I don't know. I don't think I've shared it with everybody on this podcast yet. But uh, we reconnected over the years because we've both been facing uh, struggles. I was going through a separation. And uh -huh. I, we, weren't, we were friends, but we were never close, close back in, you know, back in, um, in Sejap, right? then it right. was it was really refreshing that you just reached out and you kind of knew where, where I was coming from and at, back then I didn't really believe in energy I didn't trust intuition and like you mm -hmm. arrived at the right point in my life and it was it was interesting and I'm trying to yes. understand how did you find your path how did you get there and how did you kind of expand on on the gifts that you have how did I expand on that I guess it was just time you know like when I woke up I was you know I lived my whole life in a depression and anxiety ridden body and I had no idea when I got diagnosed for the first time um, in my early 20s I was so relieved 
because I was just like finally something validating me and you know like we do want to search for that label because we do want to be seen and we want to be put in a box somewhere because the whole time I felt like I was an alien mm-hmm. and so finally being validated on that and I was able to turn my life to a different direction I went in a 180 actually the other end where I was super stressed all the time and rigid and a jerk, you know, like those people that are just really stressed and they take it out on people mm-hmm. and they're not happy. They're really miserable. And I went the other way, the other extreme where it was like, Oh, you know what? It's not the end of the world. Everything's okay. Let everybody shit on you. You know, you don't have any boundaries with anybody or healthy boundaries rather. And you know, you accept anything. Yeah. Right. So it was one end to another. And then my awakening was allowing me to find balance in between where I was able to, you know, stand my ground, be true to myself, be able to open up all the blocks that I had in my body. And, you know, like chakra wise, I guess, Mm -hmm. if you want to, if you understand that way. And yeah, to just open myself to that. Um, Naturally, the gifts started to come because as I did a lot of self-healing trauma healing in the body, um, somatic healing. Somatic healing is trauma healing of the body, like teaching the body that it's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, I mean, through that, then a lot of old memories that I had suppressed from childhood had come out. So there was sexual abuse that came out that I forgot about. Um, there was a lot of things that I had blocked in there. And so all of these things came out. And through that, you know, I was able to naturally connect I guess. Mm -hmm. But, you know, on the side note from a childhood, because I was so unhappy and I just wanted to escape my trauma, I would daydream all the time. My whole state of being was daydreaming. So I don't even remember the first 30 years of my life because I was in a constant state of daydream until I had my awakening. And then I was just like, oh my God, I go, this is, I go, I know everything is so great. Like, how did I not see this? And I was being present for the first time. And it was just amazing to be able to merge, you know, uh, the, the other dimensions that I've been exploring for 30 years and now being in the physical world and actually finding hope to be okay to be here. Thank you so much for sharing that. Honestly, um, like you, I've, I've, I've experienced similar things. And it's, uh, like I think I've shared before, part of my growth, I feel like I've grown so much the last six, seven years. But the first 30 uh-huh. years have been a blur, especially... Yes. Like you, like, like you shared, uh, I'm also, I also went through a part of my life where I had no boundaries. So I kept giving, giving, mm-hmm. giving, giving, giving to no end. And it's like, right. and the next, once I experienced my growth, I came into myself and everything I do is just like, I believe in it. I love it. And, right. and you feel it. There's, there's an energy yes. about that. And I, I'm able, I'm, I'm happy to connect with someone like you too, through that process. <laughs> a lot of people are uh, a lot of Filipino people are like that. They just keep giving and giving and giving. And then it's like there's no but this is what we're teaching the next generations. That's what we're, you know. So I mean like all the stuff that, you know, all from the paradigms that we had been given through the culture, I had to stop it there and, you know, for my own children. I had to heal it in myself so that I don't pass it on to my children because if you look back, you know, I had to forgive my parents for a lot of the stuff that they did. Mm-hmm. because they were taught that and then they were taught that and they you know <laughs> like all the generations beforehand were just passing on things that they had just learned yeah and they gave it to me too you know just my parents relationship for example it's not exactly you know there's some dysfunction every everyone that I know has a dysfunction in there if they haven't healed themselves or looked at themselves at all mm-hmm. 
So I had mirrored that in my relationship with my ex-husband. I just attracted the same relationship because that's all I knew as what love was until I finally said, absolutely not. Like I had to learn why and understand that process. And that's tough, you know, to be at that point too. And to just like to to go back out there. Yes. I have to undo (laughs) a lot of stuff. I mean, like with the work, um, now that I'm kind of in the process of starting to get out of that work. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I got divorced. I have two young, like at the time, my kids were only three and one when I left them. So, you know, of course, that's ground upon. I, mm-hmm. um, and, and then I, had a, I have a girlfriend now. So that's like another thing. You know, there, every single thing, aspect of my life that I had taken as the, as the journey to um, success was all undone. All of it. I, I feel what, what you're saying because I feel the same way. Yeah. Um, Eric, sorry, anything you guys want to add before? Oh my God. Well, I, you know, it's, it's just interesting because you said, you know, your, your journey of what we believe to be success or what a lot of people believe to be success <clears throat> was undone. But I mean, it, it sounds to me more like that was the beginning of your journey of success as you know it now, right? Yes, absolutely. It, I was following the false sense of self that I was... In, in the seeking of being validated from outside mm-hmm. of myself until mm-hmm. I finally recognized that I always have the power within myself to say like, no, this is what it is without having to ask anybody else for their opinion. Like I have to be okay with it first and foremost because of my mm-hmm. own free will. It's what, my life. I'm just curious, what did it feel like at that moment, you know, when you let it all go, like that whole path, like, and then you move forward? I know it's a loaded question, but like, I don't <laughs> How know. How did like, it feel? In, in that uh, instance. You know, you know, in that turmoil, especially when you're um, right about, I was <laughs> right about to have that conversation with my ex-husband that I was going to leave him. Mm-hmm. Well, that definitely didn't feel fucking good. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure. you know, yeah, yeah. Because for me, I, again, empath, I can feel mm-hmm. double what I'm feeling and what he's feeling. So I'm overcompensating for both people here. Mm-hmm. So I, I had to like, really like go in there and just be like, you know what? I have to do it because if not, then I'm going to teach our children that this is what love is. And this is not, I got to teach them that their mom is a warrior because I'm just not staying in a loveless relationship and then having them to go through it when I should have, when I know better, you know, when you know better, you do better. Right. But it takes a lot of, you really have to look fear in the freaking eyes and be like, you know what, Mm -hmm. if this is the one life live, Mm -hmm no matter what just jump just jump and life is too short too right yeah so every 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 place that i had gone to like in in the evolution and undoing of every peel of the onion Mm -hmm. yeah i had to jump and just say like i'm doing this for my legacy for my kids so that they (laughs) they can live fearless so that they don't have to go through what i had to go through you know or and eons and eons of our generations and lineages we're healing like when i heal they heal you know like and that's, and you know, we, you know, people always say that over time, you know, we always want our, <clears throat> excuse me, our children or the next generation to be better than us. But if we continue certain patterns, you know, right. uh, collectively, Absolutely. Yes. but, but you're, you're breaking, you've broken that pattern. So that's uh, kudos to yes. you. Yes. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> <laughs> How about you, Shari? No, honestly, uh, I was going to say the exact same thing. Like, hearing you speak is super empowering um like just to echo what 
um, Eric was saying, like for you to recognize these patterns and having the strength to like stop this like pass down generational trauma and mm. uh, it's like it, it's really empowering like i'm i'm Thank so you. happy to, to hear that because like what you said eric like we we always say we want the best for the next mm -hmm. generation but we don't are we actually like you know well, like you, she's put it, she's put it in practice you know exactly we, we say yeah. a lot of things everybody says a lot of things uh, and there's good intention behind it, but you know, then there's people who who put it in action, and and that's what it seems like you're doing. So, yeah. yeah. Thank you. Yes. So much, so much <laughs> respect for you. So, at this stage of your life, when I say growth, what do you think about? Growth. Oh my God. I think of the true liberation. I'm not suffering anymore. You know, like not and nearly as close as to what I was suffering before, you know, like how we would go through some stuff and we would just sit in those thoughts and mm -hmm. just marinate in there and create storylines of, you know, filling in the blanks and just in that drama and that turmoil. It's just so toxic. I'm not there anymore. Like, you know, stuff happens and I'm automatically in a place where like, let's say something happens to me that is out of my hands and it bothers me, I have to sit in that place and ask myself, what is it about it that bothers me? Because there's something being triggered inside. I always take it as a mirror to what's happening inside of me. You know, things happen to us all the time. Yes, sometimes it sucks. But at the same time, it's like you are entitled to be angry if, you know, if, if it permits, but do not stay there because you're not, you're giving your power away that way. Yeah. Like I think in the moment, if you're angry and you can process it healthy, and just let it pass and understanding where you stand in that without having to manipulate how you're feeling or change the way you feel. It's being present in those feelings. Yeah. That is absolute presence. It's just, you know, when we feel sad or we feel the very uncomfortable things, it's being able to sit in that and not have to change it. It's mm -hmm. just allowing it to process through yeah. and being, yeah. Like so that for me is growth. Yeah. Um, to not have to change my life. I've been putting that into practice, just trying to recognize what bothers me, but it's not easy sometimes. Sometimes you're trying to figure it out. It's like, is it this? Is it that? It's uh... Yeah. So you're, you're like thinking too much. I mean, but you can go, you know, like everything that we feel, you know, from something that happens is always a symptom, a side effect from a core wound inside. So mm -hmm. if you can recognize those feelings, you can go directly to that core wound and understand where or what is happening. So that way you could go straight to the source and heal it yeah. there. Because after that, once you heal the core wound, your side effects are not going to come as much or you're, you're leveling up every time. Because even if you know that you've um, healed something in yourself, like let's say, you know, childhood um, neglect or whatever, because I, I have abandonment too, you know, that's part of one of my wounds, a big ones, a big one of my wounds. And me feeling like, you know, if like people are going to leave me, so I, you know, it's, it's that fear that someone's yeah. going to leave me. So I'm feeling insecure. So I already recognize the insecurity inside and where it comes from. I know it's the child inside of me. So I can talk to my inner child and be like, it's okay. You know, like, it's not true. You're safe. I do, um, like I said, somatic healing on my body because mm -hmm. I do get a trigger response in my body. Because, you know, the body speaks a different language than our mind. We can, you know, mentally know that nothing is happening, but our body doesn't understand that. It's just replaying an old trauma. So that's mm -hmm. why you feel that anxiety. It comes up like that. So I have to teach my body to that it's safe, you know, and then eventually it stops. So there's a lot of process. It's really hard. I mean, like, 
I had to really face myself and look at all the ugly stuff. And a lot of people don't want to do that because it's hard to look at your ego, you know, like to say that you, there's something wrong with you. There's nothing wrong with you. It's just that you have to forgive yourself for the things that you were taught, the way you cope. You know, it's beautiful that we have coping mechanisms, no? Like, it's just like we we, we blame her like, oh, no, that's not a good coping mechanism. Like, you know what? Thank God you have one because you could be, it could be worse, you know? And understanding people with addictions, for example, it's just understanding to have compassion for them because they are just in a state of, they have so much pain inside. Mm -hmm. That's just their way of coping, you know? Like, it's just understanding people in different perspectives and different shoes. You got to look at everybody as you are one. If we all come from the same source, God, we are all just individuals who are just experiencing a life through the eyes of source, through our own free will. So we can create empty canvas every day. Like, what do I want to create today? It's amazing. Yeah. Oh my God. Thanks for sharing that, Karen. So at this moment, what does happiness mean to you? Happiness to me is really just, am I in a state of peace? Happiness to me is I'm here and I don't have to do a thing and I don't have to judge it and knowing that I am and everything around me I'm there's just this blind trust that all is well that I'm being taken care of even if you know like sometimes I'm like oh crap you know like uh, I don't know if I have enough money in my bank account you know it's just (laughs) like but knowing that all is well like we're okay we're always gonna be okay if you if that's what you're gonna shoot out to the universe with your like you know the law of attraction that's what you're gonna get so i mean like i'm always in that state of peace like really trying as much as possible to be in that state of peace and recognizing it there and not trying to change anything (laughs) yeah (laughs) um thanks for sharing that karen i I really respect you as a person and the journey you've been through thank you Um, uh, Shari, Eric, before I move over to a question about culture, is there anything you guys want to add to this topic? It's very full-bodied. Like, I, I know yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm processing everything that she said. So, so I, I. Yeah, I just want to say thank you. Like, it's, uh, I, don't, I don't really have You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> <Thanks>. <laughs> so, <laughs> with that said, before moving over to our fastball questions, I'm curious to know how you feel uh, about Filipino Heritage Month. What, what does that mean to you? For me, it means... Um, you know, like the one thing that I connect the most with Filipinos is the the family, you know, like the food, the family, the the togetherness. If, if there's anything that I love about that, it's that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, try like really embracing and taking advantage of that because like, again, being in a, in a better state of mind and a better place mentally, um, you appreciate things a lot more. And, you know, at least for that, like my family life is pretty strong. And, you know, I have really good vibes with like my sisters and my parents and everything's well. So, yeah, I mean, that's, if I'm going to touch up on anything, because I don't know anything about Filipino culture, it's that. <laughs> that's the one thing. And the food. I love the food. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, Shari, is your buzzer ready? We're going to move over to our segment Ooh. called Fastball Questions. So it is. So 60 seconds, as, answer as many questions as you can. Get ready, Karen. All right. Okay. We're just going to test it out just in case. Okay, go. Oh, you scared me. <laughs> okay, I'm gonna put it a bit lower then. <laughs> no, it's okay. Okay, are we ready? Are we? Are you ready? Count us down. Yeah. Okay, let's do it. One, two, three. Go. First Tagalog word that comes to mind. Putangina. <laughs> favorite favorite Filipino food. Kare kare. 
go-to karaoke song? Ooh, uh, Unbreak My Heart. Oh, Favorite nice. spot in Montreal? Oh my God. Oh, I don't have one. Oh, Eaton Center. Does that still exist? <laughs> yes, it does. It does. <laughs> name a Filipino dish that starts with the first letter of your first name. Oh, shoot. Kari said it. Kari, no? Yeah, right? Okay. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think about when I say greatest of all time? Oh, my life. Great. Oh, nice. <laughs> Langonisa or Tocino? Langonisa. Favorite old school jam? <laughs> oh, my God. 10 seconds. Oh, I don't know. Something by, um, oh, my God. Anything by Biggie. Nice. What's on your Netflix <laughs> right now? What's on your Netflix? Uh, queer, queer Eye. And spell your last name backwards. Oh. N-A-R-I-U-Q-A-A-B. Oh, she killed it. She killed it. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I had a feeling you were going to say Biggie. For some reason, I had a feeling really? you were going to say Biggie. Yeah, it was really weird. Yeah, yeah. I, got, I got telepathy with people. It's she's, pro- <laughs> she's projecting her vibes like you knew it was coming. <laughs> Yo, Karen, uh, thanks so much for joining us. Before closing out, is there any shout-outs you want to give out to? People, person, yeah. family? Yeah, I like to give a shout out to my uh, partner and also my, uh, well, my girlfriend, because we do, we have business together. Um, and yeah, we, we do hypnosis. We also do like things like that to help people heal. Like we do a lot of trauma healing and trying to get people to a place, uh, a better state of mind. And yeah, we're, we're there for people like to support them in their journeys too. If they're ever interested in wanting to look at themselves, we are excellent mirrors and we will we're very, we're very gentle. Don't worry. It's not that bad. <laughs> Karen, thanks again. Yeah. And on behalf thanks of so Filipinos much. of Montreal, we out.